Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. You are uh, gathered with us for our Congregation at Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. We come to you each morning at about 9 a.m. And uh, we continue our catechesis through the book of Mark. Today we'll be in Mark chapter 3. Mm, yes, still in chapter 3? Yep, still in chapter 3. We have a healing on the Sabbath. All right. Let's begin with, uh, well, with an invocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's say our memory verse together. No one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3. Let's do it again. No one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3. Now our psalm for today, rather for this week. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your just and righteous decrees. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. I hope for your salvation, O Lord, and I do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and testimonies, for all my ways are before you. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my plea come before you. Deliver me according to your word. My lips will pour forth praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your word, for all your commandments are right. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let my soul live and praise you, and let your just decrees help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, we continue our uh, readings through the book of Jeremiah, now in Jeremiah 6, verse 19. Hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on this people, the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words nor my law, but rejected it. For what purpose to me comes frankincense from Sheba and sweet cane from a far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet to me. Therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, I will lay stumbling blocks before the people, or this people, and the fathers and the sons together shall fall on them, 
the neighbor and his friend shall perish. Thus says the Lord, Behold, a people comes from the north country, and a great nation will be raised from the farthest parts of the earth. They will lay hold on bow and spear, they are cruel and have no mercy. Their voice roars like the sea, and they ride on horses. As men of war set in array against you, O daughter of Zion. We have heard the report of it. Our hands grow feeble. Anguish has taken hold of us. Pain as of a woman in labor. Do not go out into the field, nor walk by the way, because of the sword of the enemy. Fear is on every side. O daughter of my people, dress in sackcloth, and roll about in ashes. Make mourning as for an only son, most bitter lamentation, for the plunderer will suddenly come upon us. All right, as we've mentioned before, um, this reading, of course, is the prophet speaking of the coming destruction of, of Judah, of the southern kingdom. And, um, of course, we see that in that destruction of both, or in captivity of both northern and southern kingdoms, um, a picture of the final judgment, but, but even before that, a picture of uh, Christ's advent to his people uh, in his ministry. And how, as we've seen with our readings through Mark, how he is the stumbling block upon which uh, the children, the fathers and the sons, stumble and fall and die. Right? Um, because they refuse him, then they, they actually, he becomes a curse to them. Right? So we, we actually see this fulfilled in the life and ministry of Christ as well as the last day. All right, and then our reading for Catechesis, Mark 3. And he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Step forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. But Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and beyond the Jordan, and those from Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, when they heard how many things he was doing, came to him. So he told his disciples that a small boat should be kept ready for him because of the multitude, lest they should crush him. For he healed many, so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him, to touch him. And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried out, saying, You are the son of David. But he sternly warned them that they should not make him known. There ends the reading. All right, Jesus is back, uh, where? In the synagogue, right? And who was in the synagogue this time? Remember, he cast out a demon in the synagogue last. Now a man with a withered hand. Uh, who's watching him closely? Hmm. Or you might even say uh, spying on him. Not secretly, of course. 
it would be the Pharisees, right? Um, notice how they had um, already observed his disciples plucking heads of grain on the Sabbath. So now they're uh, quite suspicious, yes? They were hoping that Jesus would heal the man, of course, so that they could accuse him now of working on the Sabbath. He'd already deflected them with the uh, picking of grain on the Sabbath. What did Jesus ask the man with the withered hand to do? It's quite clear there. He um, asks him to step forward, right? And what question did Jesus ask the uh, Pharisees, uh, knowing their hearts, as Jesus is one to do? Yeah, he asks them whether it was lawful to do good or to do evil on the Sabbath. Um, and then I love that expression. Um, is, it, is the Sabbath for, for good or is it and for life or is it for evil um, and for death, you might say? All right. Um, and of course, what's their response? How do they answer Jesus? <laughs> uh, they are silent. They are silent. What does Mark tell us about Jesus looking at the Pharisees? This is key to see. What does he tell us? Yeah, he tells us that um, he looked at them at anger, anger because of the hardness um, of their hearts, grieved him. Um, Speaking of anger, I actually have an article in the August Lutheran Witness, just a short one, just a brief article. I'm talking about the uh, about anger and whether it's okay to be angry. So there you go. You can go and read that. I think it'll be posted online eventually. I can share it for you. Well, Jesus here is angry, so that might give you a hint. What did Jesus tell the man to do? Yeah, stretch out his hand, and what happened? The hand was restored as whole as the other. What was the immediate response of the Pharisees? This is really important, verse 6 there. They plotted together with the Herodians how to destroy Jesus. All right. Now, the Herodians are not Jews, so this is them plotting um, with these Roman imposters who are play-acting as Jews, the Herods. So now they're conspiring with the enemy um, because they see Jesus as a greater threat. Of course, they're really giving their answer to what Jesus asked in verse 4. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? Their answer is evil and killing. Right? Because they're going to seek a way to destroy him. Uh, What did Jesus then do? It's not yet my time, right? So he withdraws to the Sea of Galilee, and the multitude follows him. Um, It's quite a multitude, right? That's described there. Now, from all over the place. And what did the disciples need to do? Yeah, prepare a small boat ready for him so that he could just escape to the sea and uh, not be crushed. Because what were the sick trying to do? Yeah, to touch him. Um, now, this language of touching, um, I've used it before in speaking of what Jesus is about in the divine service, is that you're receiving the touch of Jesus. All right, and this language of touching is connected to the narrative of the fall in Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. Right? Now remember what Eve said. This is quite key to understanding this understanding of touch. 
Right? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree in the, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat it, and here it is, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. All right, so we have this uh, touching of things that are unclean. We have the same thing with the mountain of Exodus. Um, and then you'll have um, something similar, of course, this tree of life showing up in Revelation. Right, so what's the, how is this connected here? So the woman, Eve, thought that she would die even if she touched the tree, but Satan assured her that she would not die, but would be like God, right? But rather, what touch should she have sought? The embrace of, of God, right? What were the unclean spirits now doing? Yeah, Mark loves his uh, unclean spirits, right? <laughs> He's got them in the narrative all over the place. They're falling down before him and crying out that he was the son of God, right? Uh, but how does Jesus respond? Now, he warned them to not make him known. Not to make him known. It's not Again, it's not yet his time. So we have that. I uh, mentioned it last week. I mentioned it here again, what, what is called in Mark, or by Mark scholars, the messianic secret, right? Not until it's time um, is he to be revealed. All right, a summary. Jesus has come to restore the Sabbath that God created in which there was rest for body and soul. The Creator gives life and declares it to be good. So now Jesus comes to restore that life to men under the curse of death, just as he does for the man with the withered hand. Just as he called life into being by his word, so the word makes this man's hand whole. The Pharisees show what happens to men who have tasted of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil as they pursue the ways of death by plotting to kill the one who made them. Because it was the proclamation of Satan that destroyed the faith of Adam and Eve, Jesus silences the evil spirits who rightly identify him. Instead, Jesus desires that we gather about the proclamation of his word in the small boat of the church, that he might free us from the affliction of death and offer true Sabbath. Jesus calls us to press about him and to touch him each week in the supper, that we may be healed and confess that he is the Son of God. Excellent. Let's confess our catechism for this week. Lord's Prayer, third petition. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. How is God's will done? God's will is done when he breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come, and when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die. This is his good and gracious will. We pray. Heavenly Father, your good and gracious will is to keep and preserve us in the true faith. Your good and gracious will is done without our prayer and does not depend upon us. For this we give you thanks. Forgive us for not trusting that you promise to preserve us in Christ. Break and hinder every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow your name or let your kingdom come. Strengthen and keep us firm in your word and faith until we die. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray. 
for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. On this August 10th, we pray in Thanksgiving with Pam and Linda, who celebrate their birthdays. We pray for all the households of our church, especially those of Paul, Shannon, Brianna and Jeremy, Timothy and Kim, Sylvia, Keith and Tammy. We pray for all those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Tristan, Marcella, Angie, Jeremy, Kelsey, Amanda, John and Timothy, Janice, Sandy, Ken and Joan, our homebound Bev, David, Roy, Willis and Janice and Mickey, the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Safe Harbor, the intercession. In intercession, we pray for preservation and increase of love amongst us, and also we pray for our sister congregations in our circuit. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. O God, you declare your almighty power above all in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant us such a measure of your grace that we may obtain your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasures. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today, we do have a commemoration, which is Lawrence, St. Lawrence, deacon and martyr. Um, You can learn quite a bit about uh, Lawrence if you listen to the Christian History Almanac podcast, which um, I happen to produce. I I don't. uh, Dan Van Voorst is uh, your host, and he's the writer. Um, but I produced the audio for that. So go find that. Um, But here's a little bit more. Early in the third century AD, Lawrence, most likely born in Spain, made his way to Rome. There he was appointed chief of seven deacons and was given the responsibility to manage church property and finances. The emperor at the time, who thought that the church had vulnerable or valuable things worth confiscating, ordered Lawrence to produce the Quote, treasures of the church. Lawrence brought before the emperor the poor whose lives had been touched by Christian charity. He was then jailed and eventually executed in the year AD 258 by being roasted on a gridiron. His martyrdom left a deep impression on the young church. Almost immediately, the date of his death, August 10th, became a permanent fixture on the early commemorative calendar of the church. Let us pray. Almighty God, you called Lawrence to be a deacon in your church, to serve your saints with deeds of love, and you gave him the crown of martyrdom. Give us the same charity of heart that we may fulfill your love by defending and supporting the poor, that by loving them we may love you with all our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, 
that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, let's sing sing the last three stanzas of our hymn today. Three, four, and five, A Church is One Foundation. All right, that concludes our congregation prayer for today, Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. It's so good to have you with us um, each and every day. I hope you can join us, uh, if not live, later on replay. Uh, let's see, any other announcements? Mm, none that really matter all that much. <laughs> I'm using my alternate Facebook account since my other one is blocked from posting today. That way you could still watch. Uh, so look at that. All right, Lord be with you all. Keep you safe, and we'll see you tomorrow.